0: The beats. the beats, the flow, the, flow. The, rhythm. the rhythm. All movements start from the streets. The streets streets and
1: our podcast. Yeah, man. Woo. Mm-hmm. A long week, long day. Shh, man, it's been <laughs> a long year, man. You know, but we still got more coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On
0: from one thing to the next, but it's all good when you're in good company mm-hmm. and good people around you. <laughs> uh, you know, we have the streets in our podcast, mm-hmm. you know, we represent the streets and the streets don't mean everything bad. It's just what the people on. Mm-hmm. We represent all of the people mm-hmm. uh, and we a and and it don't always got to be music. That part. Music is a conduit. It's a connector, mm-hmm. but- it ain't the everything. Mm-hmm. It's a language, mm-hmm. you know. But we trying to speak through it, and music connects us. But it ain't the only thing because the one thing based in music and like the music we love, hip hop, are words, mm. and words have meaning. Words have power. Mm-hmm. And today, you know, we've been blessed. We've been we on a streak. I don't man. know what we doing, man. I don't know what we doing, right, Johnny? Man, we were making plays out here, making but, uh, plays. <laughs> but uh, we got somebody that got away with words. Mm. And we are gonna have to let him tell his story on how those words came about, mm. uh, what those words represent, and to some just some real just conversations. Ain't too many people you could just deep dive with and get get busy on, get busy with. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we got Baltimore. Mm. You got to be specific. <laughs> My <laughs> bad. East Baltimore. East Baltimore. Where at though? Where? Where you said Lafayette Project? I'm from I, that's why I was born. I'm from
2: down the hill, though I grew up down the hill. Mm. Um but yeah, I was I was I was born in Lafayette. My family from Lafayette, but well, I'm I'm from down the hill. Down the hill. And if you're from there, you know what that means. My Lafayette people, I love y'all. I swear to God I love y'all. <laughs> I love, I love y'all, but you know, I I came up I can't they tore the projects down and I you know, we had to we we had to stretch out a little bit. Mm. It's love. Mm.
0: It's all good, but yeah, we gotta legend in the making man uh a man of, of many words but in a good way mm-hmm. most times you don't need many words but these words are written mm. um they say you hide the best info if you want to hide something put it in the book that part so this man is making sure he writes it in the book but he's giving up the game he's giving up his story and it's amazing the parallels between even these two people to my right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, we got a special guest in the house, man. He just tore it down at a at, at my job speaking engagement, man. We got none other than our brother D. Watkins in the house, man. Give my man a round of applause out here. He gave me a horn. Man. <laughs> Yo, thank
2: you. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for having me on, man. I, I appreciate it, man. It's been nothing but
0: love. Yes, sir, man. It was bumpy getting up in here, man. Just. Traveling. Man. Traveling with people are back. <laughs> Traveling is crazy. Yeah, Had a little bit of delay, but he done got it. He up here in an O mm-hmm. for the day, getting back out. You know what I'm saying? Family man. But, uh, you know, it's always good to connect with people who are, you got some similarities. <sighs> but... We're going to jump into some combo just so the people are familiar who you are. And just just to let you know, you can say what you want to say, how you want to say it on here. This ain't the university. This ain't the Jesuit <laughs> university in here. And I'm glad they don't follow me because I might get my ass fired. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just let the people know who you are and what you're about.
2: I'm a writer um, at, at at the core. Um, that, that writing stretches out. To a couple of different things, but um, it's I, I have some books. Um, I have a television show out. Mm. I have some some other television projects in production. Um, I've been teaching at the University of Baltimore for like eight years. I've I've, I've been at it, for, um, not seven years. I've been at it for a minute. Um, and I, I'm just I'm 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 like a local guy, man. I love my city, man. I love my town, like I you know. I can say I love Baltimore because I've been offered some pretty cool jobs and some, some um some nice some nice places um in some nice cities mm. Berkeley and um Los Angeles and um
0: early on, NYU. But I never I never left home. Mm. Mm. Yeah, man. Well so what what kind of makes you stay want to stay grounded and stay at the house? Like, what makes you, what, what What? part of Baltimore is pulling you so hard?
2: Yo, it's the fact that, it's like, beyond the fact that um, I got over 100 family members in the city. It's beyond that, um, and the fact that my wife's family is there too, it's that Baltimore just don't care as far as like, they give you like a rawness, for me, that helps me excel in the art world. Mm. Like, I think I did really, really, really something special, like I think I did something special and I jump up to talk about it and it's always somebody from from, from the neighborhood. They be like, oh man, go ahead, man, Let's fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that shit, man, like, roll up, like, you know? So the fact that like my city, nobody treat me weird, everybody keep me on my toes and they still show love and that, that they proud of me. Um, the combination of those things make me makes me scared to end a different reality sometimes because it's so it's so comfortable. And I know you're supposed to get comfortable being uncomfortable, but mm. I feel like with all of, the way I
0: move around, I need that hub. And I, I feel like I got it there. Mm. Yeah, man. I think a lot like the more we've been talking even about the city, it's like, man, this sounds like a big ass Omaha. Man. And, like it really do. It really like does. and from the from the uh, the individuals, the way the city's set up, the way the people treat each other, and the way the people are treated by the the people in the system, it's very, it's like parallels, bro.
2: The last spot you took me to is a spot like that in Baltimore. That's why I just kept looking around because it's like it's kind of like in this country. I feel like black people in this country. I, I truly feel like. We we're like tribes where we have our, 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 our we have similarities, but then we have our rituals that we just practice in different regions. Cause it's spots like when you like, yo, we all got together and we we made sure this spot happened. That's that's something that we would do back home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's similar. I think um for me, and I, I would love to hear you speak on this. For me, I think the flip sides to what I said about how much I love being home is that when you're from a place, you you connect it in like a different way. So like if I was in New York and something crazy happened, I'm just D. Watkins, the writer in New York. So I could just say, wow, that was crazy. And then like I just go home and, you know, live like a life. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if I'm in Baltimore and something crazy happened, I'm expected to do something. There's people who they not gonna call me, they're gonna knock on my door. It's mm-hmm. you know, you, you connect with, or you, you feel that pain and that trauma in a different way because it's not a kid that got crack. It's not a kid that got smoked. It's a kid. and You know his mother. And you know his uncle. You know his grand. So it's like that weight. It, it weighs on you. But nah, it's it's a. Uh, that's the flip side to it. But but nah, it's Omaha. Definitely where where you took me at. The you know the segregation piece feels like Baltimore. Mm-hmm. The art piece feels like feels like Baltimore. So you know, for people from from Omaha should pull up and People from Baltimore need to need, need to get that Omaha.
0: <laughs> we can build and stretch that community out. Yeah, man, and it's crazy because you know I told you the story about my student, you know, who mm-hmm. one of my first students uh, who had got murdered by her own family member. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you, it's like it's like you. There's no separation like to other people like oh man that's just that's wild but like nah mm-hmm. she just wrote this paper for me like i know her people's mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like my students is in class and we got to deal with the trauma side of this and the grief side of this and and bump all this other shit you know what i'm saying so it it it's a different we, there is no uh degree of separation uh, emotionally or physically so and you know it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse to be able to have that Access, you know what I'm saying? But it is a, um, not necessarily a pressure, but uh, a weight that you have to bear across. You got to bear, and somebody got to bear because it, that is showing of care, bro. Like, somebody got to care for on a real level, not a not a tweet level, not a man, peace and b- condolences. Right. You be all right. Yeah. You
2: be like, UBI. How you be all right. How you know? Like, what that even mean? You know what I'm saying? I don't like that, bro. I don't like when you know. I, I don't do that. Like, I don't never tell a person, "Yo, I know how you feel," because you really don't. Oh. Like, yeah, I don't know how you feel. Like, what you mean? You know how I feel? Like, even if it's a similar situation, like, I don't. I not handle it how you handle it. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay to be like, Yo, "I hope everything is okay." If I could do anything, let me know. Mm-hmm. For me, it's better than, oh man, I know exactly how you feel." So since I see you going through pain, let me take this opportunity
0: to make it all about me. That part, that part. Yeah, man. well, we selfish in so many ways. We don't even realize it. We just do it out of habit. Yeah, it's wild, bro. Selfish, we, Yo, it's wild. We can't even share a care and concern. Let me let me insert my issue. Tell you what I've been through. My unresolved shit. You got a minute? Matter of fact, you got an hour. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man um something sometimes I want to get into some some of the real shit, so just knowing a bit about your story, bro, and like knowing that basically you'd have had two lives in the same city mm. um walking the streets that you used to work the streets mm. how 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 was that just adjustment, especially early on, and especially early on when your ass was still broke as a writer. Mm. Did you ever get, you know what I'm saying? That, man, I ain't gotta live like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, how was that just that adjustment, bro, of doing this and now coming back in the city, not back, but being in the same spot doing something else, something that's more should, more fruitful for the spirit, I'll say. It,
2: it's it's funny because when when I when I was in the street, when I was in the street, I was hustling, I had towards the end I had a lot of space away from Baltimore. As I, the decline happened, it was gradually. So I didn't like, I didn't lose everything at once. Lost everything. It's like, from a time period of not bringing anything in, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I kind of slowly went <clears throat> broke. I didn't, you know, it wasn't, yeah. they snatched the rug under me. Right. It's like I got a lifestyle, I'm used to this lifestyle, and I'm not earning. And then, ooh, 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 and then it's like, oh, wait a second, there's a crisis. But I think, um, I was also like, my mind was changing, and my priorities was changing, and my value system was changing. So it, it didn't necessarily hurt, and um. I didn't have the most, like the biggest struggle story in my neighborhood. Na- like, I, the, you know, the neighborhood I grew up in, I had friends that sometimes ain't had running water in their house. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've seen it's levels to it. Like, even poverty, there's levels to it. Like, it's levels to it. We, you can be somebody can live in this, in this, in this project and have a mother to cook dinner every night and have like, you know, new clothes for school and whatever. And then somebody can be two units down and literally not have nothing. And it it tricked you like that, and it's you're having two different experiences. But for me, um, yeah, I was I was you know I fell off, but I but I grew so much that I didn't feel it, and I, I wasn't like a uh, you know. And it's wild because a lot of people who I was around at that particular time were like more. Oh, we respect him because. Of how I move like i I never I was never a bully mm-hmm. I never tried to take things from people who I could have taken things from mm-hmm. i have never it's people that's locked up I didn't send them all kinds of money I didn't send all, I, I gotta be like the greatest book of world record for green dots like mm-hmm. it got like if it's, they if they if y'all y'all doing the book Guinness yeah. check my green dot yeah. like yo <laughs> yo check check the money I put on people's books so it's like all of these things are like so I never had like a. It wasn't like a crisis. I always been a hustling, able to you know rob Peter to pay Paul to figure something out. But it was more or less, my name was. It's still my name is really good. Mm. So even though I wasn't making money, I had respect. So my the experience of a person who's broke with no respect is not the best experience. Right. Just like the person who's like in poverty. Next to the person in poverty who got a 50 pair of Nikes, you know what I'm saying? And that's it's it's, it's a real thing, so it's kind of like that. Yeah,
0: that's funny because we done had that discussion on keeping your name good mm-hmm. like, literally, just to. keeping your name good. Like, even no matter what, if you about what you say you about, regardless of the outcome, your name is good and it carries. Yo, I the one thing I hate more than
2: anything is not doing what I say I'm gonna do. So, my manager was like, Hey, so. Um, you up for a radio show um when you get there? And I'm like, yep. And then you up for whatever, yep, yep, yep. And then my cancel the plane. The first thing I say, yo, that I missed the radio show. That's the first thing I said, gonna, because I said I was gonna do it. I don't like to say I'm gonna do it, even though it's not my Southwest fault. But is if I you say you're gonna do something, you should do it. You should never say you're gonna do something and, and not do it. Like I don't care what the stakes is, I don't care what it is, I don't care where you at. I don't care if it's you know what I'm saying. I, if you made the promise to a two year old who you don't even know like that, if you say it, you, you got to stand on it.
0: Oh. Yeah, man. It was it was even cool. I I seen like a J Cole do that. He had promised a fan early on, like yeah, if you Just, come on graduate man college, I'm gonna be there. Pull it up. Somebody he was literally at the college. Like I said this like eight years ago, but I meant it. Like, Graduation yeah. looked boring too. But yeah. He pulled up. He pulled man. up. He <laughs> was the only life there. <laughs> like it was crazy. But yeah, man. Uh, got to yeah. Oh man, you know we man, we, listen, we can go. Man, yeah, right we there. we off we million, off the got a million questions man. off the Creighton
1: clock now. We yeah, good off the Creighton clock, man. Um, I guess for me, one thing that I want to know is coming from some of those challenges, facing some of that poverty. How did you uh, let some of those experiences shape you, but how did you not let them define you as to becoming D Watkins?
2: You know, for a long time, I think they did define me. Mm. I think I would be a liar if I act like. The money I made or the people I hung with or the reputation um, that the, you know some of us had wasn't my identity. Mm. I just didn't know what my identity was supposed to be. Mm. Like until I learned, until I met different types of people, like I didn't know that I didn't know that I was doing it wrong. Mm. So you know, if you, you know, if if you so we outside, right? Mm-hmm. We outside, we in front of a bunch of people. You say something crazy, I'm not going sp- to, you know, I, I wouldn't speak. I wouldn't try to address it. I wouldn't try to figure it out. If you say something crazy, I got to respond in the way I'm supposed to respond to somebody to say something crazy. Mm. That is, and that's just the mentality. That's 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 what it is. And you don't understand how ridiculous that is until you get around people who are like, yo, what? That, that's how you, you know what I mean? And you're looking like, you know, you, you're growing and you, and you start to understand that, the way you're doing it is wrong and and that was the big thing for me is like so to answer the question in 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 the way you know in the most in the realest way is that if i had some type of you know ex, if i had something that i thought i should be subscribing to and i was choosing to do something else mm. then i would i would be you know, it's kind of wrong, but I I was I thought I was who I was supposed to be. That's oh, what I thought. And then I thought differently
1: and I was fortunate enough to make those changes. Man, I love that. Um, I know in the book you change some people's names to protect identities and, you know, statutes of limitations and stuff like that. But in your book, Black Boy Smile, you mentioned one of your friends, a friend of yours who wasn't necessarily involved in the street life. And I believe his name was Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it growing up? in that environment where some people is on that but then you have people like Troy who wasn't on that and how did you balance being around individuals like that
2: Yo I used to love yo that's my bro like and we still close like we still close to this day like we still close to this day um he ended up going to college back to college and finishing he ended up like he's a he has a he has a real success story like he's mm-hmm. doing his thing mm-hmm. he's doing his thing right now um he got like two master's degrees and he's like some type of um whatever, computer wizard, right? Mm. He's doing his thing. And I used to love hanging around him because he used to talk about things that had nothing to do with, with street stuff in a way that seemed like there was something more than what we was doing. And like those conversations with him kind of played a role in my own personal transformation. The problem is that he had a firsthand seat um at the money and he would compare the money he would make from his job. He would try to compare it, you know, if you know, with with us. And he would, you know, he would be excited about like, oh yeah, y'all got these Air Max, and it's like, you know, we. We go to the store, and this is back when people used. To, you know, people don't do this now, but people used to buy their sneakers from retail stores. Like, you can go to a retail store and get some Jordans, and Pippins, Pennies, whatever, and they'd just be there. Like now with all this sneaker culture, you can't really go to the store no more. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you go to the store, but we go to the store, and we would buy like forty, fifty pair a ten, and it was just like what, I, like you know what I mean? And it wasn't a thing. And I think you know, the girls, Troy's always been like a, um, a super, 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 super like crazy over the girls. So like. And yet in our dating pool, a girl would compare a working man like him, you know, to street dudes like us. We don't value the money the same way. We basically, and from his perspective, we could have been setting money on fire. From his, but his perspective, if he put in eighty weeks, eighty hours of work, you know, ninety hours because you got overtime or something like that. Then he, you know, he he spent a lot of time doing it, whereas. You know, I'm not saying we didn't work hard because we did, but we didn't work in the same way and we didn't pay taxes. We didn't mm-hmm. understand like financing and like, you know what I mean? We didn't have like uh, you know, it's just ridiculous. But um, but yeah, I think I think we helped each other in a way because I, I pulled him out of a tough situation that he couldn't get out on his own. Mm-hmm. And when he got out of it, um he created he created something that was really bad and I fixed it. And I had to stick my neck out to fix it, but I fixed it for him. And he never looked back. Um, He never looked back, and you know he got a—he's living a good life right
0: now. I'm super proud of him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Hey, them videos, them girl—they ask him, "Would you date uh, a nine to five, a scammer, or a drug dealer?" Mm -hmm. in, In order. Drug dealer is not number one. Scammer yeah, was the scammer overall gotta be, number Scammer got to be number one. Ah. Scam, yo, nobody look like they
2: had more fun than scammers. Like, yo. <laughs> <on> <laughs> yo, money, yo, scammers be looking like they have fun, dog. Like, they come with hookah. Like, they... <laughs> yo. Yo, they look like they... Like, yo, yo. I feel like I ain't doing it right when I, when I go party or something. Like, I feel like I need... I don't... I don't. Well, I don't know, but I feel like I need like a scammer friend because I feel like I don't <laughs> like the furniture in my house it ain't right. If I, you need a scammer to design it. Right.
0: Like <laughs> they gonna put that shit together for you? Hey, they, they the ones with the doing all the Wayfair shit, man. They, what yeah. they got the vision, bro? Scammers got that Wayfair vision, man. They can, they can lay,
2: they can lay that shit out for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> man,
2: man, shit. Uh, be geeking, dog. Like they'll send a couch and then take a year to send the
0: pillows. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, bro. Like and they had other priorities. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that dresser, that uh, dresser over here cost this, but you put the word <laughs> Ashley in, it cost that. that. Yeah, <laughs> they, they got other priorities. Yeah, I know Come on, sure. man. Shout out to uh, uh, Omaha World Series, College right. World Series. On that one. Yo,
2: did I lose? Did I lose sound in my earphones? I don't hear myself in the earphones, but as long as y'all recording, I'm good.
0: I don't need it because I can hear him fine. Okay. Oh, you can hear us though. I can hear y'all good. Okay. okay. Oh, I can hear you now. It's back. Oh, okay. Maybe a little short. That's no, all good. Hey y'all, follow the pod. We need some more money to get some we better headphones. <laughs> we still trying to
1: afford that P that's up there on the hip hop. Yeah, so yeah, y'all
0: playing with us. Y'all playing with us. We ain't nobody trying to be out here like that no more. Tell them,
1: Johnny. We it's. Don't backslide, Johnny. We ain't trying to backslide. <laughs> shit, we ain't trying to be like that no more. Shit, drop, drop them subscribes. You know what I'm saying? We trying to get our monies up, man. Man,
0: but uh, shit, I, I just be thinking like, damn. I'm like, how deep we want to go? Cause we don't have, we don't already had some, some. Nah, uh, we can, we can. I mean, we shit.
1: can,
2: we can, we can go there, bro. Like, we, this what we, that's what we got to, man. Uh-huh. Cause you do this, it ain't just about. Yeah. It's it's bigger than us, man. It's for so. it's for the people that need to know. Like you
0: know, the, the fuck is out there, bro. I it, it, yeah, and I am like it's, it's crazy because me knowing Johnny and knowing his story, <laughs> like literally is there's a lot of mirroring with your story, bro. And most people don't know. That. And we had that conversation this time. Like people don't want to know. They know Johnny. They don't know Devontae, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so. Um, I just I want to hear even from Johnny, the the same similar question of walking the same streets, Mm. Mm. the streets you used to run doing Mm. this when you had different nicknames, you know Mm. what I'm saying? Versus now, but trying to get out of the get out of the rut and like how knowing how easy it is to get up in there, like what's Mm. as somebody that don't like I'm probably more like your boy Troy, like I'm. I'm around, you know what I'm saying, but I'm on the straight. I guess you can put the straight and narrow for the most part. But I should I'm... say though, when Troy got his hands dirty. He got him dirty. Oh, dog. he got yeah yeah yeah. Oh, and he got him yeah, dirty. He got yeah, him yeah. dirty. Yeah, I
1: love the story.
0: Bro. Yeah, <laughs> he got him Troy dirty, Tweety. Uh, that shit
1: was crazy, yeah. bro. But uh, he got,
0: I see what you mean though. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I be trying not to because I you get close calls. I tell we, we didn't. Only difference between me and somebody else is I didn't get caught. You know what, right. what I'm saying? Like so. Um, but yeah, man, I like. I think y'all's stories are so parallel that people should truly know. Like Johnny got a crazy story of handling—if you don't mind me—handling me. a dude. Basically, you know, we call them shooters in the hood, but them they, they serial killers, bro. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Having to break into his place and he having to shoot him, and and even uh, the 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 mental aspect of not. Killing a dude who done did all this dirt, it, it can weigh can weigh a ton. Like, did you do in that time what God probably prepared you to do, mm. and didn't even know it? Mm. Um, I just want to hear from Johnny and from you about just some of those battles uh, mentally of almost like how the, how the streets prepared you for the battles of the real world. Mm. Like how that how did that prepare you or what? did it do to your psyche on that level?
1: Man, um, that's a heavy question. I think that, you know, just I'm peeling some of the layers of that. What did it do? Um, I think it prepared me to not, to be able to see the good and the bad in the people and accept human nature for what it is. Okay. There's a, you know, you got the God and the devil, but you got the good and the evil and the good and the evil or the God or the devil is in every individual. And I think what it did was, it showed me how somebody can take a situation that could be used in a negative light, but that negative situation could propel the person forward. And so if I didn't have my interactions with the individual who put my life at harm uh, and all of the things that came with that, I wouldn't be the person I'm here today. Um, some people can only learn the hardest lessons through trials and tribulations, you know, some things can't be said, some things can only be seen. And I was on a trajectory of my life where I had ascribed to the bullshit. I was running by the name Lil' Killer, and I needed divine intervention in order to see the creator or the creative in me. Mm. And so, you know, it's a loaded question, man. It's like, it's one of those things that what sometimes we think is evil or what we think is bad, the creator is preparing us for things that we could never even imagine.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that's a fact that's a fact for me I feel like um, as far as my mental the verdict's still out Mm -hmm. you know I still have you know paranoia you know what I mean I still have trust issues Mm -hmm. I still have problems with relationships I Mm -hmm. still have like um which I, what we was you know not to go into what we was talking about earlier too much because it's just it's, it's it's a different conversation. But um, I still have a, a complex of of sometimes thinking that people who are for me could potentially be against me, mm. and I, I and I, I work I work constantly tirelessly at trying to grow past that. And some of it, and uh, you know Johnny could probably speak to it as well some of it, some of it, some of the things that I've seen or some of the things that happened to me, I don't think I have it in me to make sense out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think, so I leave it alone. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not like the, the PC, the safe thing to say or do, but sometimes I just be like, all right, bet, this happened. You know, I was kidding that before. I don't, you know, like I don't really, as a child, so I don't really like, I can't make sense of it. I don't know why it went down the way it went down. I don't know. I can't make sense of it. So I just I'm just like, all right. Well, you know, in life, sometimes some good shit going to happen, sometimes some bad shit going to happen. You going to figure it out. You going to keep it moving. Um famous photographer Gordon Puck said that regardless of of what path you take, every road is paved with roses and thorns. You going to get some good shit and you going to get pricked, You know what I'm saying? So I try to I try to think about it like that, but I also try to you know, I I try my best to to not. I try my I, I try to work on myself constantly. So like the version that you see, the version of Johnny who Johnny is, is not going to be who Johnny is in two years because he's going to have two years of of being further removed mm-hmm. from some of the darkest parts of his life and meeting young people and changing their lives and absorbing their stories and showing them love and two years of you know, just growth. So I I think um, I'm not healed. Um, I I do think about wild, destructive things. Um, I don't process all of the bad things that happen, but I'm working with them at my own pace. And I think that's like, for me, the the realest thing I can do, especially because, I don't have because I don't. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Like I can. I can sit here. We can talk. Like we can talk about how much we love our people all day, right? We can talk about how much we love our people. I love my. I can tell you love you. If I can tell you love your people, I can tell. I can tell about how you talk about the town, how you love your people, right? Mm-hmm. One of them people, like do something crazy around your kid. You're not my people. I'm. 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 It's gone. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Everything I worked hard to build over these last whatever mm-hmm. eight years, decade, or whatever. It's gone, mm-hmm. and I and I know that everything shouldn't be that extreme, because mm. sometimes mm. it could be a mistake. Mm. Sometimes it could be whatever, right? But how do we get to a point where we where we given the benefit of the doubt? And I, and I think I'm, I'm working, I'm working on it. Mm.
1: Now I appreciate you for you know just being um, transparent and vulnerable in this moment, man, because it's. It's one of the things that and this is the reason why your book is required material for my students this year is the healing piece of us as men being able to express all of the things that we're told that we can't express. It was me reading through you having to compress your emotions after your cousin got killed. You couldn't even get a get a hug or tell your father that you were hurting. You had to you know, you had to pour liquor on it and pour some more liquor on it. And it's so like for me. The reason why I know that our stories is beyond us and our testimonies is beyond us is because we're providing a place of healing for other people who feel the same way. So I just appreciate you for being vulnerable in this moment, man. It's something that does affect you for the rest of your life. I tell E all the time, you know, when I go into environments, like when we just went to dinner, usually Mm -hmm. I'm facing the door because I got to be able to see everybody as they're coming in. I can't have my back to the door. These are traumatic experiences that shape the way that we live our life and the people that we come in contact with and so the greatest gift that i had had this year i haven't did therapy yet but i've just been working on opening up my heart space man and continuing to let love flow that's because right i got an elder who told me he said it's two things you're not gonna let me do you're not gonna make me hate you and you're not gonna make me fear you so i'm trying to move out of fear and i'm trying to move out of hate and move into love
2: no, bro, my bad, bro. I grabbed that uh I I that door seat. I grabbed I that door seat. I had you though. I was gonna tell you it was behind you. I was gonna be like, yo, the oyster man shucking, he's shucking too much. <laughs> tell him motherfucker, stop shucking, man. You keep shucking for. Her. <laughs> I had you, bro. I had you, bro. I I, my tell. bad, my bad, bro. I had you, I had you. <laughs> I had you, bro. I had you. My 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 fault on that. I think about that. I think about that 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 back facing the door shit. It just feel like something on your neck. Mm. Like it feel like somebody is shitting on your neck when right. you facing when you facing the uh when you facing the wall. You know what I'm saying? I just and I don't care where I'm at. I don't care where I'm at. But maybe I'll, I'll get there though. You know what I'm saying? Maybe shit. Not with
0: there. today's time. We don't need to get there. We need to be exactly how we <laughs> are. <laughs> I don't know what we <laughs> That is not <laughs> That is a good. That's a good thing to be doing. I don't care what nobody says. Shit these connects crazy but yeah man uh what
1: you got man i I know you just be loaded so i'm (laughs) man i'll let you go and i'll come back with one man i'm just i'm just vibing man i'm just truly appreciative and thankful it's because it's one of those things that you know sometimes we do this work and we do this work and we feel like we're doing this work alone or sometimes the reward ain't matching up and sometimes the financial compensation don't be there, man. Talk about, you know, it. and there's a lot of things that I do and I give of my time and energies when I don't even be having nothing to give. And so it's like, we have to make sure that we increase in our resources. We have to make sure that we showing up for ourselves. So I ask you D how do you practice self care? And what's some tips that you would give to somebody who might be lacking in self care? I think for me, um, I just try to
2: have a good time when I can have a good time. Like I work a lot, so for me, like I just tell myself, like, damn, bro, you you uh, are responsible for having fun every day. And if you don't have fun every day, you you don't you're not doing it right. You gotta re- you gotta reconfigure some shit, right? So my thing is is you know I like to laugh. I like to. I like to hear people tell funny stories. If I'm alone, I like to watch a lot of stand-up. You know what I'm saying? Like the stand-up shit is hilarious. And I just try to, I, I try to focus on that. But you just said something that was that was serious. Like, and this is like you said the most important thing. This is the most important thing for anybody that's doing the work. It's not always gonna feel like a win. And you're not always gonna be compensated in um. um Oh, uh, who the fuck a rapper said that shit? It might even T Grizzly. When you real, you don't get nothing for it. Mm. Sure. Yeah, so when you run in know what? It, I ain't even heard T Grizzly songs in a minute, but I know that one song, that dude said, when you real, you don't get nothing for it. And at the, I, I think about the time I, I mentored this kid, bro, and like I had him with me a lot. And I picked him up a lot and I took him around a lot. And I helped, I put his life together, job. Uh, got him in college, you know, helping him get a laptop, like helping him get this ID. Like, you know, helping somebody get an ID is like a fucking, that's life work. That mm-hmm. Yo, it's hard as shit. Yo, it's hard as shit to go in motor vehicles and get, a, and get an identification card. And this kid, I did all of this, and the kid never showed up at the job, never went to the college. I don't even know what the hell happened to the laptop. Um, He did none of this stuff, and then when I pulled up on him, it was almost like he forgot that we spent these months together doing this shit. And then I, I get mad at him, but I had to check myself and be like, yo, just because he didn't do what you think he was supposed to do, you can't throw him away. Because mm-hmm. that's what we do. We throw people away. Mm-hmm. People don't live up to our low standards and shit. Somebody's throwing me away right now because I didn't say something in one of these books that they thought I should have said. Mm-hmm. So they don't know me as a person. They don't know what the fuck I be doing. So they are like, yo, if you know what, fuck him. He he, he say this. He, he should have said this, but he said that. Not knowing that, well, maybe the editor took it out. but like." I can't throw you away because we need you, brother. And I went back around. And I made it right with him. I made it good with him. And then he ended up getting bagged. Then he came home and he got killed. Mm-hmm. And the fun part about it is that the part about it is is that he got killed, and I was hurt over that. But the crazy thing that come from that is it was like fifteen little homies from around the way who saw the stuff that i helped him do and it made them realign and readjust some of their shit and i'm not saying they all they are doctors and shit but like they saw somebody show love and it made them think about the way they live their lives and that's another part of the work too but the work is it's not always pretty and you got to you got to pick that phone up Mm-hmm. Somebody got to be able to holler at you. You can't, it can't just be all t- tweets and it can't just be you all, oh yeah, let me shout you out on your birthday. Like it's something like you got to, you got, you got to pull up, you know, like you got to this time, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So that's, 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 so I'm glad you said that because that is a real, that's a real part of it. Like be the person who you needed, dog. Be mm-hmm. who you needed coming up. Mm-hmm. Be who you needed when you was on that, on a, when you had that pistol. Be,
0: be the person that you that you need it.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's, it's
0: it's so I ain't gonna front you though. It'd be so hard to keep your ego out of it when you like, cause that little that little man gonna creep up on you and your own shoulder, like, bro, you doing all this shit, nigga. You take it personal when they ain't doing something, even though they not doing something, cause it's something up with them. Mm. Ain't got nothing to do with you. Mm. And it's just it's just hard, bro. Like you know, I got we got our situation. Picking people up two years almost.
2: That's why I got this shit tatted, bro. Look yeah. at that. Mm. Look what that say. Yeah. Don't throw everything away over ego. Mm. That's
0: what we do. Mm.
2: That's what we do. Mm. That's a whole line. Yeah. You escape the rico. Why throw everything away over ego? Mm. Why? Mm. I got to tell myself. I tell myself this is when I fuss. We in white fuss. Mm. I'm like, yo. Somebody asked me this earlier. I'm like, yo. Wait. Am I right? Mm. Or do I have an ego problem? And when I'm right, I'm like, yo, you know what? No, nah, I'ma stand on that, and you know whatever happened, I'ma stand on it. Mm-hmm. But when it's ego, I'm like, you know what? I'm tripping. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tripping. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. But it's necessary.
0: Yeah,
2: it's difficult, but it's necessary.
1: Hey, baby, I'm wrong. It's my fault. Ugh. Ha. Ha.
2: Hurt. Hurt. You
1: know what I mean? <laughs> I got to go both ways, though. I got to go both ways. It got to go
0: both <laughs> ways. It got to go both ways. Good luck on the other way. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That shit, hey, especially when you ain't married. That shit ain't happening. Ain't nobody getting up that leverage, boy. Man. We got... Yo, we. I mean, but as yo, it's difficult.
2: It's difficult, but it's the only way to be free. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to free yourself. Mm-hmm. You will never be free. When people can just make you super mad, or when people can just knock you off your square, knock mm. you, you know, say things that just take you out your, you know, out your zone, feel like they can expose you or something. Like you'll never be free.
0: Mm. Gotta be free. Mm. Gotta be free. Yeah, man. Shit. Speaking of free, man, for real, for real. Was Jenkins rehearsals that much of some fuck niggas? Jesus Christ. Yo. So what? Yeah. And was the show light? Like? was that shit like compared to what was what was really going down Yo you remember the rapper episode 2 Yeah it's my man Young, yeah, Moose. young that's Moose that's yeah, my yeah. dog
2: I've been writing about Young Moose Yes then.
0: yeah and he
2: just got like 300,000 from the city about to take him back to court oh. He just got 300 bands, shout out my dog because guess what because somebody from the fucking neighborhood decided <laughs> to start putting that shit in the papers that them that they read that shit was like eight years of work, dog. Mm. Eight years of work. Now we here. Mm. Eight years of work. He got the money. I found out his lawyer called me up and told me what happened. I said, hey, I said, bro, go ahead and roll out, man. Go do something, man. You know, you ain't, it ain't a gazillion dollars or nothing, man. But you can start something somewhere and then kind of bottom them on, you know, because I know what the city, I know what this city do to people. Like I know what you, you know, you gotta have like a stale skull. You know, not to say he don't, because he's 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 sterile. He's sterile, but you know, regardless of what you buy, regardless of what you invest in, every time you walk up and down the street, that's what people are gonna see. Mm. They're gonna see that. They're gonna see a settlement, mm. and they're gonna like, um, feel like, you know, whatever. And he, I mean, he 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 can handle it, but I just I just want to see him somewhere making music. But dog, so Herschel, the cop, the cop behind that. He pulled, this is what they ain't making on the show. One time he pulled beer on a girl and smacked her ass across the face with a glass. She sued for like 50K. Mm. One time there's a woman named Lillian Parker, a cafeteria worker selling church raffle tickets. He DDT and body slammed her ass Mm. like because he said she was selling dope. Mm. For the young kids who don't know what DDT is, I think you tap them on the head twice and then drop them back. Boom! (laughs) Right? Mm. To a cafeteria working church lady. Mm. She sued for like 100K. It's another time he was searching for drugs in a car and he broke a dude's arms. It's another time he was searching for drugs for a dude in the store and broke his arm. So like, you know, before any of this gun trace task force shit, this movie, this show, my articles or whatever, before I even wrote about him, he already had about a quarter million dollars in, in misconduct settlements. So check this out. This is how this work. You work a job, right? Y'all work jobs, right? Y'all pay taxes, right? So this is how this work. Boom. So your tax dollars pay for his salary, him being a cop, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what else your tax dollars pay for? Settlement. It's a misconduct settlement. So instead of that money going to your district so your kids can get better technology and better textbooks and better teachers and shit like that, it's going to pay for him breaking a church woman's arm. Yep. This is how fucked up shit is. This is how that shit has worked for a long time. So Jenkins wasn't as bad as Herschel when it came to that. Herschel was into like physically hurting people. Jenkins was like, nah. I'm gonna figure out who the biggest drug dealers is, and I'm gonna rob them niggas. Man, he got, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, This motherfucker had like, he had like a bulletin board with pictures. He had pictures of cars. He knew who the girlfriends was. Mm-hmm. Like they robbed a girl, they robbed a girl, and got mad because um she ain't had no, she ain't had no money in the house. She had like, I think they had she had like 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 she had like 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 fifty dopes, like fifty heroines, and they took that. And then he locked the ass up because she ain't had no money, and he got his one of his partners stole the girl Chanel bag. Say, yo, what kind of shit is that? Like, and he gifted it to his girlfriend. This is this is how they was moving. But I mean, in his defense, Chanel bags are very expensive. Like, yo, yo, know, Chanel bags are like the highest ones, I think. So maybe like under Birkins or some shit. So like, he's probably like, fuck that. I'm gonna go home and be like a top boyfriend. But um, but Jenkins definitely robbed people for large amounts of money and people had to pay that money mm. and they couldn't pay that money and some of those people was like murdered as them. a result. And that is that is another side of it too. That's another side of it too. But y'all yeah, that they was they were some fucked up guys, man. Um they were some fucked up guys. And then got mad when you ain't call him hero. Ain't that some
0: shit? Yeah. yeah. Yo, ain't that some shit <laughs> <laughs> Just- Two lives in their head, two different lives in their head, just separating all the shit you did because you justified it because you're saying you're doing it to other bad people. So then we square. You know,
2: the easiest way to be called a hero, though, dog. <laughs> That's the problem
0: with policing in this country. All you got to do is be able to run a mile
2: in like 30 minutes and get a fucking buzz cut and they got to call you hero and pass a little test and they got to call you hero. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that crazy?
0: Insane, bro. Insane. And I think the part. Even like just from the show that fucked me up the most was the very end with reading about the mayor and then the new police chief. <laughs> I'm like, God damn! It's Wild Wild West, bro. Like, bro uh, Baltimore Wild Wild West, bro. It's Wild Wild West. It's Wild Wild West. Like, and, and just knowing and like, the, I will say the one thing I like was seeing the inner conversations, uh, even from a police chief who kind of wanted. You kind of tell he didn't want to do all bad. He wanted some of the shit to change, but had to have a real conversation of, "Shit, I ain't even got no cops to work. So the ones that's working, I gotta pay them overtime. And if they getting these guns off street, why y'all worried about this shit? But then, you know, if the if, <laughs> if they don't work, we gonna basically we gonna inflate the street problems by not going to work just to protest against y'all ass. And now we got so many of our brothers dead bodies in the streets. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's just a game that don't make give a shit while the mayor is talking about don't take no money from my programs when she was taking the fucking money from the from program. The
2: program yo. <laughs> yo, so the black the black the black commissioner that took over for the white commissioner, right? D'Souza, even him coming in like I'ma do it differently, he he killed three niggas like hmm. before before he got to that position. So it's like Oh, he earned the stripes for that one. Man, Doug. So he was working Man, so I, I, I got a weird position in the city, bro, because Like, people know I do a lot with kids, with schools, right? So politicians, they see, like, the successful part as far as, like, my writing career. But then they see the community connections that I have. And they eat that shit up. So they all want to align. Like, that motherfucker, he wrote me from prison. Like, they all want to align. Like, because it can, like, it looks good politically. Like, and I get mad because, like... Something something happened in the street. I might get like a dozen reporters ask me if I know something or if I can point in the right direction. I'm like, you're a reporter, dog. Go do reporting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not no fucking like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I I got a weird position because I know a lot of these people on a personal level, but I don't be doing like i am rarely like I did something political for the first time this year for this girl that know my wife and then for this dude Westmore and write these books. That's and I and I I hate it that I had to do it because I just don't like that shit, right? Mm-hmm. But Anyway, long story short, I, I got a weird position because I, I know these people, and I, I also kind of know they not shit. Mm. I know they not shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then it's, it gets even more weird because mm. I'm not blinded by. I do research. Like I'm a I'm a history major. I'm yeah. a. The reader, a thinker, I push it together. So I'm not just gonna be like, oh yeah, these people are great. Like I'm a, I'm gonna <laughs> like, yo, let's see his record. Oh wow, oh a murder, oh another one, mm. a black murder, another one. Mm. Oh damn, so you only kill niggas? Like yeah. that's all you do? So it's it's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, it's
0: difficult. And it's crazy because they're like in Omaha, we got to I like talking to some of the the older cats and ones that got out of the got out of the, the pen, uh, like one of our homies telling us all the, the the street team and knowing by name what they used to do, mm-hmm. and then just even some of the issues that we had. Remember the one cop lady. That made national news and they was around a Roscoe but never really show told what really happened that day and how she got killed. That part. And you know what I'm saying? And the whole we all knew what really happened. <laughs> but they tried to turn they flipped it to a hero story real same quick.
1: Thing, same thing that happened with the uh dude from um what was that, cops? The dude from Cops, the oh, the, the one at Wendy's. At Wendy's, the dude from Cops, yeah, got killed by police. Yeah,
0: so the literal cameraman got killed mm-hmm. by the police at Wendy's, and they just kind of swept that. You know what I'm saying? So it's dirty game. Yeah, man,
2: it's a dirty game, man. It's a dirty game.
0: So I I don't know what the I ain't gonna say no what the solutions are, but the only we was talking about the only we can't. Vote our way out. We gotta build our way out, like you yeah, said. Yeah. And it's like literally taking action. You know, we remember I told you, like this side of the Twenty Fourth Street uh-huh. in Omaha, uh-huh. we went to the other side. You be like, what the fuck? This a whole nother place. Mm. And it's like I told him, it's like it's like it's look like Chinatown over there, but Mexican. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they they understand that any power you want comes come from your what you own and your economics first. That part. And people
2: will argue that economics is not is not the key, right? Mm. They will argue that, but it's normally people that's not poor, so that's one. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Money not to answer. Why are you so tight with yours? But that's one. But two, like there's a lot of things that can be done to make things better. One, let's try disarming um, a certain percentage of the department. Let's 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 stop doing these traffic stops. They have been tragic too many times. Um, you know, if let's let's figure out what rehabilitation is instead of going with what we do, do something that actually works because it doesn't doesn't really work. Like I, you know, I don't, you know, I there's stories where people come home from prison and they feel energized and and and, and they have like a. A, a, a hunger to be able to 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 do something different, and then there's people who don't. So, you know, but that's also life. <laughs> like that's fucking life. So it's not a proven. It's not a proven. It's not a proven system. These systems These systems don't really don't really work. And I think when you talk about restructuring a system or trying to change a system, people look at you like you you're crazy because it's something that they never saw before. Um, and I know I'd be, I have to remind them like, yo, you know, at one point in history, people were saying that if you, you know, abolish slavery, it would be crazy. Mm-hmm. It would be, why it was a radical idea. Mm-hmm. So why is it, you know, when you talk about abolition, when you talk about defunding, when you're talking about disarming, when you're talking about all of these different things, you know, people look at you like you're crazy, but it's like nobody is trying to really sit down and figure it out. They're saying, and politi- I don't know politicians do in Omaha, but I imagine in, if they're like in Baltimore... The politician will tell you that they love the people, they care about the people, but when the p- police conversation comes up, oh, they're so brave. Oh, they're brave. And it's like, yo, how are you brave, dog? You just filled the job application out. How are you brave? You don't pull up to the shootout when it's happening. You pull up an hour later. You're not, like, I like yo, I lived in one of the most violent neighborhoods in America at one time. That shit was an article. The most violent neighborhood in America. I never in my life saw somebody say, oh, wait, the cops are coming, so now we're gonna, they're going to defuse it. The cops were like, "Oh, I'm shooting again." Shit, okay, I'm gonna wait. I see you later. And then they come back, and then they come back, and they post up, but they don't like, um... nah. So it's not a job where you when you react. when you know, it's a job that you react. You're not jumping into the fire. You are watching, and then you're filling out paperwork, and you locking up people that look like me. Oh. And then you and then you look in the mirror, and you and you walk in the house, or you walk through the airport with your uniform on. I've, Yo, this shit, America's wild. Yo, one time I had some fatigue on. I had like a fatigue jacket on, right, and I had like some 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 some, some jeans and like some butters, like some boots and shit, right. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking through the airport, but I got this big fatigue coat on, and this mm-hmm. old white couple was like, "Thank you for your service," <laughs> and I was like, "You welcome." <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, let me get that twenty percent. Yo, <laughs> I don't I ain't gonna lie, I didn't use that before. They, I had on, you know, back when What was that back old. Oh, 607 seven when niggas was wearing the uh, fake military shirts. Or yeah, shit. yeah, yes, yeah. Let me get man. that shit. I took that twenty percent that day. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't, you it beat was, me. It was like
2: you Bruh, beat you you, you. you you beat me. I ain't never get nobody. Never give me no twenty percent. But I definitely got like a like a like a mini standing ovation from like a fucking sixty eight year old white couple. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: hey
0: man, I, I ain't gonna lie, my homie, he was in he in ROT, he was in ROTC at the time, and we was flying back. And the dude looked at his back and said, oh, you military? He was like, yeah, I mean, you going to be in the military. Right, eventually. Man, they <laughs> motherfucking flipped us to like first class. <laughs> just ran our backs. No, no, y'all good. Hey, put them on this belt. Walked us through. I'm like, the hell going on?
2: That's that's Dang. what it's good for. That's what it's good for because they damn sure weren't giving our grandfathers that GI bill. We'll talk about that. Nah, Dan sure were not giving us that motherfucker, them guaranteed loans. They slipped past that. He said, You can't get the guaranteed loan, but guess what?
0: You can get the projects. Yeah. That's what FDR said. Yeah, man. Shit. It's just even talking to some of the OGs, like uh, uh, not Brother Marshall, but him too. Uh, uh, I'm. Carolina, why do I always forget. Uh, brother, uh, uh, who? brother I Walter, Walter Brooks. Brooks talking about being in Nam when uh, King died, mm-hmm. and like just that, even being there and why they had to go in the first place. because They was just literally telling them niggas like, "We gonna lock your punk ass up if you don't go to the military." Having to really choose and then go out there and King died and looking at the white boys after they didn't have to do the sit still, sitting at the back. Getting mistreated and like what are we doing over? Like literally going through that motion of what are we doing over here? Yo, World War II, dog. Getting shot at though. They literally was in the middle getting shot at, like, what? World War II,
2: dog. You got POWs chilling in America, like they running a joint. Black soldiers can't even get can't even go get a sandwich. And I'm I'm like, I've been reading about that. Yo, it's so obvious. Yo, it's it's so obvious, dog, that like you know and again so when we talk about pain and trauma and all this shit right we have these big conversations yeah. uh, another one for me is acknowledging how fucked up it is mm. so i could i could do two things mm. i can let that shit paralyze me like yo cops are racist politicians are racist fucking uh, white people can't cook like i can just really just mm. sit here and just let this shit pick at me right mm. or 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 i can say you know what I got to go straight down this way. I got to jump over this shit. I got to spin around this shit. I got to climb under this shit. I got to uh, 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 duck and hope this shit don't hit me. And if I do all of that, I can have this, this, and this. And I can use these three things to elevate him, her, and her. Mm. And that's kind of how I, that's my my whole, I think that's like the biggest strategy you know when i when i try to think about navigating this shit like what do i have to fucking do you understand to be able to get something how much bullshit do i got to i got to put up with you know to get something and what does that look like cuz i do know a lot of not a lot of people but i know some people who want to do things who want to fight these systems who want to who want to change shit but they can't get past that. It's fucked up. And it's like, dog, you got to get, you got to get past it. You got to get, it's, cause what you going to do? You know what I mean? You ever have a motherfucker give you a motherfucker um, one of them, um, like a six hour argument about like Illuminati or something. And you're like, all right, dog, I get it. It's okay. I'm pretty sure it's real. Now what? That right, point. like what you gonna do? You can't afford to go to war with them. You can't find them, you know, outside of YouTube. Like, what you gonna do? It's like, yo, what you gonna do? Is I, I, I feel you, my nigga. We right here. Yeah, but now what? What's the what's the, what's the plan?
0: So we about to. I just lean in. I'm like, I oh, don't know. I mean, do no, shut the fuck up talking to me. Then I don't know. What to tell you. Thanks for the info. Thank no, you for telling
2: was... me how Beyonce got famous. Thank you. Thank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was wondering, Bro, I was I wondering that. how she got famous. Okay, bet. Okay, I bet. had some crazy. One of my best <laughs> friends, <laughs> one of my best friends thought Kevin Gates and P Diddy was trying to kill him, and I and I just had to listen. And he was dead ass serious. And I was like, all right, I got to be there for my homie, but uh, we're gonna unpack this another day. He was, he was right. He was this. <laughs> I couldn't, I almost, I damn near, like, yo, that's crazy, dog. But I gotta be there for this other shit. You know, we say when they phone pick up, gotta pick the phone up. Because it could go a whole nother serious route if you ain't nobody gonna pick it up. So I was like, man, I'm at work, bro. bro. I'm trying to get this going, bro. Sick, bro. Yeah, but it's it's crazy, man. Just the. Like, I don't, Johnny know me, I I don't spend my time, spend my wheels trying to figure, yeah, cool, cool. So, hey, so we going to do this or nah? What we finna, like, I'm king. All right, so thanks for the problems, but I hear you. What we going to do? What we finna do then? So let's, either we can do this or do that, or something else. Let me know, and I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to try to keep it pushing, as always. Mm. Don't shit, I ain't I ain't did nothing that don't come with Headaches and hurdles, bro. Right. I ain't did nothing yet. Mm. I'm trying to figure it out. Mm. I can't even get no ass without headaches and hurdles. You know what I'm
2: saying? Like, <laughs> yo, but look what, look what, look what, look, look what you said. Look what you said. Some of the stuff Johnny had to overcome, right? Mm-hmm. That's action, bro. Mm-hmm. That's work. Mm-hmm. That's self work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's don't, and don't, don't. Don't look at it. I don't know how you how you talk in your normal conversations, but like what you what you what you where you at right now? That's fucking amazing, dog. It's amazing. Like, don't take it lightly. If you could do this, you can fucking do anything. The world is your oyster. Yo, let me tell you, my first semester as an adjunct, my first time teaching adjunct, right? Um, Okay, not my first adjunct. My first adjunct job in a university it's a difference. Like I told you, I was at the school car, Sir so Adrena. Yeah. That, but and I, it fucked me up because the school was called Sir Drina Douglas, and I'm like, damn, bro, that's a person. Wait. But it's, it's like, so yo, they fuck with Frederick Douglas and Sir. So and, and, yo, yo, I'm like, damn, they was fucking. So look, yo, so look, so look. Like, yo man, Frederick Douglass, Fred crack anything. So look, yo look,
0: that's a wild boy. That's, that's the type of niggas like, yeah, you heard it. No, that's a wild boy. That's all you can say. That's the definition.
2: I've been doing research on a dude lately, man. Frederick Dulles was a wild boy, man. Frederick, he liked to drink, he liked to take pictures, man. He liked to freak out. Like he was a wild boy. But, but look, check this out. But we'll check this out. So check this out. So I'm at i so, so I meet this woman, right? I meet this woman, a dynamic, amazing sister, queen, mama, um, Coco's the Dutu Selassie, right? Mm. She's in a Netflix documentary called My Mother's Garden. She mm. like, she steals the show. Like mm. it's a beautiful documentary about black women. And uh, um that's the lady from New Orleans. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah but she been yeah, in Baltimore for like the last yeah. thirty years. Okay. So she that's my OG as far as yeah. like as like like who got who helped me get my writing like she got my shit tight. Mm. Like she got my shit together for real. So like because she used to line me up and make sure like you know like young boy you fucking up. That's how she talked though. You know what I'm saying? So she taught me a lot of shit. So when I met her, I was in the MA, I was just got an MFA program. She was already a doctor, but she was in that joint too. She was brand new too, right? And um. And um damn shit, hold up. Damn, bro. Oh, so she was teaching at Coppin. She was at Coppin. Mm -hmm. Coppin having at the time, Coppin, they didn't have any um they didn't hire a a professor like maybe over a decade. Mm -hmm. Um, had a lot of white people in the English department. English department is HBCU over hundred years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, English department look like to fucking Utah or some shit. It's real weirdo. She's telling me if I do my job, they going to hire me, right? She going to advocate mm-hmm. and listen to her, you know? And she fought for me. Like, they just hired my homeboy. He he, that first hire in like 14 years. He mm-hmm. like, only black man in the English department, you know what I'm saying? And they had like one black woman that been there for like a long time, but it's still like a heavily white male dominated department in HBCU. That's just another story for another podcast. Mm-hmm. Check this out. I'm up there as an adjunct, right? So I'm going to start as an adjunct, right? I'm pumped, nigga. Like, I'm pumped because, like, I feel like it's happening for me. You know, I feel like it's coming for me, right? <laughs> so like I ain't never had no cl- no, no, I ain't had like I ain't know about dress clothes and shit like that. So I went and bought like a tweed jacket, like yo, professor, where it is. This school, nigga. So I went to the goodwill and bought the tweed joint. I got long arms, so the sleeve, this shit was stopping like right here, right? That's <laughs> a style though. Yo, <laughs> yeah, now so yo, so but look, I'm tur- I'm pumped up, right? So boom. I got like, um, it was just Juno, just Juno Diaz essay, um This Is How You Lose Her, you know, I am had the kids reading, and um I went in and um, I'm running off copies, I'm running off copies, running off copies, running off copies, and I'm this is my first day, bro, I'm at a university, I ain't getting paid shit, they paying me $1,700 per class per semester, right, and I'm, you know, they ain't paying me nothing, but at the end of the day, fuck that shit, bro, I will do some other shit to make money because I'm... Adjunct, but I'm here. I'm I'm a they gonna see my talent, they gonna see me, nigga. Like I'm you know, I'ma turn this shit out, right? Yeah. Bro, I'm in there running papers off, man. This dude coming in, look, look me up and down and shit, right? White dude, he looking or whatever. So I look back, what's up? Are you the new guy? I said what? He said, You new adjunct? I said, Yeah. He said, Oh yeah these kids are terrible you you're gonna hate it this this school is horrible you're gonna hate it mind you there's a white boy they're talking about black students at a black school you're gonna hate it right so i said whatever man he said no i'm telling you every day is going to be a bad day so i said nah gun in your fucking mouth is a bad day this is adjunct job Mm. fuck out my face man don't say nothing else to me Mm. so he just he got quiet and i just i walked out and i i seen him for the rest of the semester but he just would look away and shit right Mm. right and this is how funny this shit is, right? So this is like the person you have working with our kids, mm-hmm. a person who's saying that being around them every day, I love them fucking kids. But we used to have, yo, we used to have, yo, I had so much fun at that school, dog. Like I felt like I should be paying them to work there. We was, cause we used to get work done, but we did creative assignments, but we had a good time. Mm-hmm. You saying every day around them is a bad day. So now I publish a couple little essays and my name started growing, shit, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the biggest, like, fucking? um sucker uh, like ass kissing muff oh oh hey d oh oh hey buddy like oh, you know we you know blacks blacks matter like man and, I, and I, I got the same energy man leave me the fuck alone man you know what I mean because like this is this is how they treat regular and then this is how they treat you when somebody else give you some type of attention but the bigger part is this motherfucker probably had like 20 30 some years at the school with our kids mm-hmm. graduating generations of scholars who you don't care about or who you don't want to be around because you settled at an HBCU when you wanted to be at that big white school mm-hmm. and, and, and you settled because you don't found value in them kids. Mm-hmm. And some sucker ass fucking department head hired you, mm-hmm. you know, who's probably think that you have something more valuable than a person like myself. My homeboy, mm-hmm. a, his name is Kondwani. He accomplished so much shit to get that job, bro. You don't even know. Like, like he had to, like his, like I had to help him get recommendations. Fucking world-renowned scholars. Like he had a recommendation from Um Ibram X Kendi. Like mm-hmm. this is how, yo, yo, to get a job at a fucking school that a lot of people ain't never heard of. Right. Like, yo, we had to do world-renowned fucking shit, like, to help him get this gig, and he got the gig. And guess who's the superstar of the school now who like they trying to put all their marketing behind mm. him? Mm. And he had to fucking like do I'm talking about he had to jump through hoops while they was on fire, dog yeah.
0: to get this job. It's crazy. Yeah, you know they say that black tax, you gotta do twice as much to get half of what they got. Man,
2: listen,
1: man, listen. <laughs> insane, bro. And I think something that you was hitting on that's very big though is about like the perception of the teachers who dealing with some of our students. And so there's a there's a book that I'm reading called The Guide for White Teachers Who Teach Black Boys. There's another book Shh. called The Guide for White Teachers Who Teach Black People in the Hood and everybody else too. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the biggest things is looking at how they see our kids and their potential. And so one of the studies, the disciplines that I use for, like, you know, my learning and stuff is tools of the mind. And one of the things with tools of the mind is it's very based off of the, the – the level of expectations you have for your children. Mm-hmm. So if you expect these kids to be bad, you're going to teach and educate them in a way where you're not going to give them your full. And listen. So- you're right. <laughs> no, you're on, you on one. That's that energy.
2: Yes, why sir. am I coming at you negative? Mm. Why am I coming at you? Why am I doing anything in life that I got to approach negative? Like mm-hmm. Why am I even doing that shit? Why am I doing it? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I hate these burgers. I flip these fucking burgers, man. I ain't trying to flip these fucking Fuck these burgers. Mm. Man, I help you?
1: You want to burk? You? You know, I think you it's because people haven't realized that they have the ability to design their life, mm. and we got choices. We make choices every day. We get 24 hours to make nothing but choices, and I don't think people understand the power of the choices that they make, because they think change comes with big choices, but it starts with small ones.
2: What is that? The uh, Seven seven uh, habits of, highly, seven of effective. highly effective? Write your own fucking script. Yes, sir. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Write your own script, dog. Write your own script. Yeah, man. People don't like us, bro, because we just we get on <laughs> their fucking head. And we we love, but you heard like the young sister that was there. She like wanted to do the pod with us, but she know we we gonna give some real criticism, uh, or not even criticism, critiquing, because criticism is usually something negative. But just critiquing, like it's okay to go back and forth. Like checks and balances exist for a reason.
2: But you know what's crazy? Not now. In this new era we in, nuance is gone, bro. Nuance is gone. Mm. Nobody wanna go back. You gotta pick a side. You gotta check the boxes and stay that's, over there. that's popping on social media. You gotta be aligned with whatever the the, the uh, come people say something that's so fucking lame, bro. They be like, so let's say a television show come out, right? Let's say uh let's say um let's say Jimi Hendrix show about to come out, right? Mm. And 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 they play the first two episodes. People will say, "How do we feel about this new show?" And it's like, "What do you mean? How do we feel, mm. motherfucker? How do you feel? Mm. Why do you have to align with we? Mm. Do we like it? Mm. Do we not like it? Oh, we don't like it. Okay, bet. Mm. That's how people moving now. It's so it's scary, bro. Like it's scary. Like we fight. Oh, black people not a monolith, and then as continue to uh, you know, and then continue to elevate monolith.
0: Mm. <laughs> motherfuckers who think it talk the same. Everything's the hype beast, bro. <laughs> Everything is a hype beast. Mm. And like even whether we talk and literally on a show doing like my little shoes and shit, mm. and you don't see no popular shit. But all they be like, damn, this shit's is so cold. But I'm like, I just try to figure out what the fuck I like, mm. not what you tell right. me to like. I don't watch half the shows niggas watch. I don't know. I'm like I'm still. I like I tell. I'm like I'm still working on Top Boy, Mm. and most people don't even know that just because it's European. That shit fire. I'm still still working. You know, I'm just like I'm trying to figure out what I like. I don't know.
2: You gotta watch Atlanta, bro. Fuck that. You gotta watch Atlanta, bro. You gotta watch Atlanta, bro.
0: You gotta watch Atlanta, bro. I (laughs) haven't seen the
1: last season, but yeah. Yo! That was was fire, bro. Like, yo, you you haven't seen it. I haven't seen the last season. Oh my God, yo. I've only seen part of season two. Season one was so phenomenal, bro. Like, the writing, the cinematography, Mm -hmm. all of that, bro. Like, Donald Glover is a genius. I've seen most of it, first of all, because. Being around
0: niggas, you gonna see it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't see most. Oh. Of it. I just had I gotta sit and yeah. Treat yourself, bro. Get some popcorn, man. Lay yeah. back, man. Treat yourself, bro. Treat yourself. I be busy, bro. I gotta catch these turntables. <laughs> I got shit to do. I got gigs. <laughs> I will spend for food out here. <laughs> Mixtape. I don't man. know. Let me start, yo. That out. I will, yo,
2: yo, yo, <laughs> I will, yo. I will, yo. I will do your next four gigs so you can catch up, bro.
0: I will do your this next. Shit, four I'm gonna show gigs, you bro. where the air horn is at and yo. the gunshots.
2: You and said just, to go. just
0: just play Young Boy. We good. Yeah, I hear. i gonna you play know, Young Boy. It's a like Young Boy. I'm young running shit. Big Boogie big and motherfucking. <laughs> uh, what's a uh, little some local shit you you, you might. Killed the 19-year-old party. Man. You, yeah. you the hottest nigga in the city. Uh, at home, that's a,
2: they play local shit at home. They play tech, they play moose, and then they but they play outside, they play a lot of dirk. They play a lot
0: of little yeah, yeah, babies around yeah, the Kids same. love, man.
2: Kids love Dirk, man. Dirk got the kids in the
0: trans back home. Yeah. Man. Same man here. Too. Yeah, same here. They all walk like Dirk and young boy. Literally, I'm like, damn.
1: Yeah. Y'all walk just like them. Y'all crazy. crazy. It used to be Bibby and Herb, though. Yeah. Everybody was trying to be G Herbo. Yeah, yeah,
0: Bibby and Herb, man. Bibby
2: and Herb, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bibby
2: got a good Bibby had a good voice, man. Mm-hmm. Herb was a good teenager, man. He's a good teenage rapper, man. I don't, sometimes you age when you get older, you you don't really grow with the, you know, it's hard to make that transition from the streets to uh the, the mainstream. That's why, you know, that's why they probably do give a lot of credit to Dirk, because he's like probably one of the only ones out in that era that has like Sustain. you know, because you know, I, I when I first heard of Dirk, the kids were saying Chief Keith was old. I'm like, damn, yeah, I'm like, what? I was like, damn, this nigga's like 12. <laughs> He's like, you nah, know, Chief Keith, nah, fuck that you know, I was teachers, I was substitute teaching mm-hmm. and shit, right? This when I was the agile, I'm substitute, I, I would get the money, I'm substitute teacher, right? Mm-hmm. I had fun, I had fun like a motherfucking substitute, man. We used to play basketball against the kids, man. I had a um. My, my 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 big fella, my big fella. He was a math teacher, but he like played ball at some college. This nigga was like six eight. So when we used to have the students versus the teacher, man, to cut down court, bing bing bing, toss it up. Big fella catch the motherfucker from anywhere. Bow, lob city. Like yo, we used to fuck them students up. Like yo yo, big fella used to put that work in. Yo, big fella used to put that work in. But he was one of them dudes that he ain't just dunked when he dunk on you. He one of my fuckers that dunking. Rah, 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 all that shit, right? Trying to teabag you, wrap his legs Yo, around your head. Oh man, he's yeah, yeah, sick, listen, bro. Man. Yeah. So, but when I was when I first started subbing, I'm teaching at the school in the neighborhood, and I know I don't know the kids, but I can look at their face and see what their father was. I can look at them Oh, I went to high school with their mother. Like I I know these kids, right? I know these kids on a Yo, I could have been your father, sure. Like that's how I know these kids, right? That's how I used to joke with them and shit. But they wasn't listening to me mm. they went initially. Mm. And I couldn't get through because I would try to do my little lessons and I incorporate like Illmatic or some shit. And they'd be like, yo, Mr. Watkins, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, mm. yo, y'all don't fuck with Nas, y'all don't fuck with whole, Nah. You know what I'm saying? Jay Z, nah, I don't fuck with that, right? They would they so I said, then that's crazy. And this is like 2000, and this might be like 2011 for me, 2010, 2011 for me. Mm. And I'm like, yo, um, who y'all fuck with? Who y'all listen to? Oh, we listen to Lil Herb. That's for you, G Herb. But we listen to Lil Herb, Lil Bibby, Fredo, uh, L.A. Capone, Rondo Number Nine, Chief Key. I'm like, yeah, who the fuck is these niggas? Like, <laughs> like who is that? And so instead of me taking that approach, like, old head approach, oh man, y'all young fellas don't know about no rap, you young punk. You know what I mean? I said, why you why you like them, right? And I would sit down with them and I would listen to it, and I'd be like, oh, okay, oh, okay. And it, it fucked my head up because this is the first time in my life I was like, "Damn, these kids—they get all it." I was all my music was on like iTunes at that particular time. These kids all their music on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Everything on YouTube—it's like a cult. So, they, I learned about the rappers. I learned who was beefing with who and what part of Chicago. This is all Chicago shit. I learned um, about um, when they killed the kid, La Capone, and they. Uh, Oh, shit, I can't think of the kid. that used to be with Chief Keith that kept getting shot up. Um, Little Reese. Little Reese. Yeah. So they they breaking all the shit down to me and they explaining it to me, and um, then I just started incorporating that shit into my lessons. And I would and I would have them like be journalists and just like do articles about the music. And I got then I broke through and then I was killing that shit and then and then I and then um. And then I stopped teaching. Then I, I started teaching at the uh, University of Baltimore. I ended up getting a gig at University of Baltimore because I just needed that time to write. But I, I got in there because I had to listen to them and I had to come and respect their world. And then they started respecting my world. Like, oh, okay, well, let's see who old head listen to and why. Why you like you know why you like these old ass niggas? What's the, what's the what's, what's the locks? <laughs> them niggas sound seventy. <laughs>
1: Shout out to the locks, man. Shout
2: out to the locks, man. Jada got the best verses, man. man. Hey, that verses was crazy. Yeah. Jada, man, Jada got Jada the verses chant, man.
0: Yeah. It's, it's funny because just hearing you talk about that, using that, reminded me of my class when I was first starting, mm-hmm. using the music to even literally bring out uh, themes of, I guess you can say public health, more just life shit, bro. Like Absolutely. I literally had a theme on community gang violence. Had a lesson on mental health and had to get all these songs together. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a lesson on fatherlessness and the issues with that. Had to get, like, I literally, a
1: full <laughs> class based off of Topimpa Butterfly.
0: Yeah. Like, just, just off of that and to how to capture them. Like, I always, the first class I would, I was up on most of their stuff, but the students don't know. They put me on half of this hip shit. Yo. Like, yo. Hey, what you like about that? Let me, the man, bro. I remember one dude was yeah. like, you gotta listen to Max o Cream. You got to. I was yeah. like, all right, let me get it. I'm like, damn, I fuck with Maxo. Like, but I don't fuck with everything he talked, but I'm like, ah, yeah, this shit kind of rocking.
2: But you need to, yeah. you need if you want to be effective, you have to speak that language. Yeah. If you don't speak that language, you're not gonna be effective. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You gotta speak the language.
0: You gotta know at least the, the reference points in which they're coming from. So just them saying something, you say a slick ass line, like, oh, you know yeah. about even if you fucking hate
2: it, even yeah. if you hate it
1: even if you hate it
2: you know what i mean i don't know you know i don't i'm not teaching i'm not i don't i'm not teaching um you know high school kids and middle school kids anymore but i'm still going to jails and i'm still going in spaces you know where the culture's different from mine. So you got it, you just you need to have a finger on that shit if you if you wanna be impactful. Mm-hmm. Or you're gonna be that same person who you didn't listen to when you were younger because they was like, you know what I'm saying? Uh who you who you you wanna to listen to this or what is outcast? And you like, yo, outcast is shit. And they like, no, nah, I don't know, man. No, custom uh uh, they i like so one. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, yo, they just shit. Two things can be true, like, <laughs> but they are not trying to hear that. You not, you know, you might they not, not they might not be trying to hear that. So they kind of you lose respect for them because they don't understand your world.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. I'm looking like nigga, we burning the midnight oil. In this, bitch. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, this is one of them conversations that yeah. could continue to go on, man. Because two parts. Just you got a wealth of knowledge, so I guess I'll end it on this. Um. What's three or five books that shift or change your life that we need to read? This is for our our listeners out here. What's three to five books out here that change your life that we need to read? That's that's pretty
2: good. That's pretty good um, for sure. For sure. So one of them I I, I gotta get credit with, where credit due is coldest winter ever mm-hmm. because Sister Soldier definitely taught me that I that I can that a family. Who 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 was in the streets like mine story deserved to be told. So I definitely like think that was that was important for me. I don't know if that would be impactful for another person, but I know I know it was impactful for me. Um, another book I would say is um, Richard Wright Native Son because that was the first time I realized I can be at war with the protagonist. I was at war with him because I'm like, why are you hanging with them? Why are you putting it in the oven? She's not even dead, nigga. Like, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was so mad at his disposition, how you know, and how he moved, that I was into this book. And normally you into like a hero story, but he's like, uh, you understand where he's coming from. But at the same time, you, I'm fighting with him. Like, he one of my goofy homeboys. Like, yo, you fucking the money up. Like, you know. So that was, you know, that 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 kind of. it it caught me up and it it had me um it had me thinking about art in 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 a different way and the third one i would say is damn bro my reading list is fucking yo my shit my shit is ridiculous bro but like and i try to i try to stay away from okay all right fuck it i'm gonna just I'm gonna go on a stretch for this one. Um, Homeland Elegies, mm. not Hillbilly Elegy. Hillbilly Elegies was bullshit. They sh- <laughs> shit was a New York Times bestseller it was fucking weirdo. They was trying to cater to some Trump crowd that was never that can't read. Um, <laughs> they, they they wouldn't read. They weren't. They just not booked by. But but they they promoted that book and it blew up. But Homeland Homeland Elegies is what you call auto fiction. Mm. It is a book that is. Really true, but the author doesn't want to write a memoir and they like to embellish so they make it uh, like a novel based on their life. It's fucking hilarious. It's brilliant. Um, it's done by um, a Pulitzer Prize winning playwright. He crushes that shit. Um, Homeland allergies. Um, it's about a Pakistan Muslim kid who has a father that is Trump's physician. And Trump talks his father into spending the family money on a gas station so he can be a mogul and he goes broke. Mm. <laughs> yo, it's fucking her life. But at the same time, this kid is coming up as a playwright and he like meets the love of his life and she gives him like syphilis. Like, yo, this shit is fucking good. Yo, yo, this shit is good, bro. Like, yo, this shit is fire, bro. Like, this shit is fire. Um, and I think that book will that all three of them books have different meanings. So the soldier book down, I get these long ass answers. My fault, bro. Hey, listen, uh, we, bro. We, we love that. Yo, yo, the soldier book, the soldier book, the soldier book, allowed me to see myself in, in in literature. It allowed me to understand that okay, you from the street or whatever, you don't gotta be some type of you know white person to be able to, to be represented in literature, mm. even though you know. What you're doing in life is not not you know not what you should be doing or whatever, but it, it you still mean something. Richard Wright book, and I can say the same thing for 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 black black for black boy in in a different way. Um, being hyper curious about a world that just doesn't fuck with you, and what does it mean to come up in that? And even the liberals don't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, but Native Son, Native Son. It taught me how nuanced and complex the narrative can be, um, and then homeland, homeland elegies is really important that you don't mix these two up. Hillbilly is terrible. Mm. Homeland, hillbilly elegies. He's like the respectability politics person for white people. Mm. So he's like, put the opioids down, put your pants up, and go be millionaires. It's like his his rhetoric is shit, right? Mm-hmm. But um, homeland elegies is going to be what I'm when I'm aiming for at the next level of my career. Mm. I want to take my creativity to a level um but the last the last two books uh, the last so the last book I wrote was The Wire has a 20th anniversary art book coming out and I wrote all of the content for that. Mm. And then mm. before that I ghost wrote a book for for an athlete that I that I can't say. Um and then before that was a Black Boy Smile, and the Carmelo book, and We Speak for Ourselves, and I didn't want to write We Speak for Ourselves, and I initially didn't want to write Black Boy Smile, but I felt like I have to, I'm so sick of talking about myself, I almost, I'm sick of that shit, but the publisher companies, they want it, they want it, they want it, and it's a business, but I'm happy I wrote Black Boy Smile, because I got a chance to write about my wife and my daughter, and I I didn't have that in my body of work, I just... Only have stories about the women who I j- don't even like care about or t- anymore. I don't really f- I don't fuck with them like that no more. But I, so I can't have that floating around and I have you know my my, my future it, it down. But I wanna write fiction and I want to write that novel and I want to tell that story and 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 homeland elegies gives me the space to really, really, really the shit that we can't talk about because of statute of limitations. Guess what you could do in a novel? Mm. You could talk about it. Novels are actually truer than nonfiction yep. because you can really, really, really like you can go in for real. Yeah. So, um, sorry for the long answer, but they oh, might you better,
0: you better <laughs> hit up uh Kendrick, man. You know, he getting with South Park for they for their little little show that they gonna test out. And Kendrick Lamar getting is writing with South Park. Oh, word, yeah. Like, hey, hit him up. You better call D. Yo,
2: if Tamarin, Tamarin, Tamarin Hall said she said that, um that was the first thing she said when she interviewed me. She was like, she said that shit on air too. Like, um, your book reminds me of uh, Kendrick's album. Did did he read this? Because father time sounds like something, something, something that I was like, I don't think so, Tamron. But you know more people than me. Call that nigga, man. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> parallels. I mean,
1: it's divine, man. Divine timing. Yeah. So thank you for that body of work, yes, sir. And I
0: can't let you get out of here without plugging yourself. I know you hate talking uh, about yourself, itself when it's time to get paid.
2: Yo, I'm um I'm on social media, at D Watkins World. Um, my new book, Black Boy Smile, is out. I'm, I'm super proud of it. I think um. Anybody that been through any type of any type of situation in, in in life where they felt like you know you had to be whatever the toughest person in the world, bulletproof and all that shit. You, it's okay to say how you really felt about that situation because the, the, the younger people need to know that we 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 humans we ain't fucking superheroes. I mean, we are when it comes to how
0: much we love our people, but we we feel pain just like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, man. It's been a a blessing and we got to make this a trilogy because we got a whole lot of- My stuff
2: bad, here. bro. I'm sorry, bro. No, bro. We,
0: no, I'm saying we got so much we could we could get to. It's insane. Yo, can one of y'all
2: get a flick of us while we got all this, the gear on? Oh, I'm yeah, bro, yeah. We yeah. got you. We, ain't, we ain't- I'll post it and put it. the link out so you know so people can, can yes, sir. check it out. Man. We got, got to blow the podcast oh, up, man. Oh, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, sir. We appreciate it, man. But y'all know we ain't here, man. It's, it's been a day. Yeah, we got. Hold on, we we
1: we, we almost. Yeah, we, my uh, bad, my bad. bad. Oh, oh, my bad, my yeah, bad.
0: Yeah, but we uh, it's been a day, and and that's. It, I say that in a good way. Most yeah. people, like it's been a nah. Now, everything ain't bad. That part. Um, uh, but uh, it, it's been a day, and I appreciate you, brother, for coming all the way out to Omaha, Nebraska. Man, Omaha, Nebraska. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and beat the you beat the uh, college world series traffic so. Uh, not yet, not yet. Oh yeah, we got,
2: I gotta, I gotta see what happens tomorrow.
0: Oh yeah, you're gonna be good going out. It's the coming in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is about to get a whole nother level of trouble out in this piece, man. You know what I'm saying? So we just gonna do this live. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like we not finna just take some more photos and yeah. shit. You like know, like he don't know the routine. We finna take some photos. I
2: mean, I need my own, bro. I, I, you know. Yeah,
0: we just we just. I, need, yeah. I know, I know, I got him now. Yes, sir. Him, sir <laughs> we yeah. on camera with it. <laughs> yes, sir. We got him. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you coming through, and then even stopping through the pie, bro. And mm. I hope we can get you back out here so you can literally experience the city, bro. Like mm. actually show you what you know. What this city is about. Yeah, I would
2: love to come out, especially like, sound like that Juneteenth about to be live, bro. Oh,
0: man. oh yeah, man. Shh. We got a whole lot of shit because, you know, it's not even, it's two different festivals going on. Like, Tink is headlining mm-hmm. one. And then we got the one uh, on, on 24th Street at the parade with LaRussell coming from the Bay Area. From, yeah, it's going to be fire. I already know. So, uh, we appreciate you, bro. we going to get up out of here. Probably kick the shit for a minute because he he ain't going to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, man, we might we might run across the street, you know what I'm saying? See some Negroes across the street real quick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, it's Giddy Jicky with it. It's your other host Johnny No Good. Got I got D Watkins in the building. Yo, peace and love, man. Peace, man. Take it easy. The beats, the beats, the flow, the flow, the
1: rhythm
0: start from the street Street saying our podcast